Hey Alexa, what's the definition of hustle? To be aggressive, especially in business or other financial dealings. You're listening to the H for Hustle podcast, designed to inspire future entrepreneurs to take the leap from working for someone else to pursue their passions and side hustles and turning them into full-fledged businesses. My name is Jerome Fenton. I'm a serial entrepreneur. Every week, I'll be speaking with an entrepreneur that has taken that leap. We'll be talking about the lessons they've learned and how they've turned their passions and side hustles into full-fledged businesses. H for Hustle Podcast. Welcome back. Another illustrious episode up ahead. But before we get into the episode, we got to talk about this coronavirus. Most incredible thing I've ever seen. Um, But it's also good times. This is like, you know, times where life gives you lemons. You got to make lemonade. And I think this is one of those times right now I've, I've noticed you know, a lot of people are getting laid off. I have a couple of friends that already called me telling me they're getting laid off. Um, a couple of people are like, I don't know what I'm going to do for money. And, you know, this this is a time that you should take to learn, get a skill, get your business up and going. Take some e-courses online, buy a course off of Udemy.com and just learn some new skills. Um, and if you had a business idea, I think it's time to start that business because what you're noticing is this a lot of corporations are letting people go left and right just to save their 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 bottom line and you know at the end of the day you're never going to fire yourself so if you're getting any inspiration from this podcast and you're kind of sitting on the sidelines like i'm listening to all these stories and i got an idea and i should do something i think this is the time you should start building yourself and and learn whatever skills that is if you're looking into real estate start learning take a course if you're looking to start a consultory business take a course you know you start a digital design company take a course um and you know continue to listen to this podcast for the inspiration but it's a very funny time right now and when the economy bounces back it's not going to bounce back right away so i think you're going to see a lot of people become entrepreneurs through this time really push through this time and you know i really believe everyone's an entrepreneur um if this continues at the rate that it's continuing at we're going to be bartering goods and services and that's true entrepreneurship at its level just to survive or feed your family so if you feel you can do that during this time then you can be an entrepreneur so man interesting times um just everybody just you know stay focused stay with your family um write your business plans get those things together and start the ball rolling because it's 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 only time now you know um but today on this episode we have anthony edwards jr he's the co-founder of eat okra such a cool company such a cool idea um anthony's one of these guests that is he has a full-time job and he's building this technology company while he's doing that eokra is a um app that helps um people identify black owned restaurants within any particular area so let's say you're in um connecticut and you're looking for a black owned restaurant you you open up eat okra you type in where you are boom boom it shows you all the black owned restaurants within that area really cool app really cool story not gonna get more into it than that so let's get into the episode boom 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 h for hustle podcast welcome back another illustrious guest we have anthony edwards jr the co-founder of eat okra welcome to the show today anthony hey how you doing drone thank you so much for having me excited all right, so if you could give me the elevator pitch of Eat Okra, what is what is it? 
So the elevator pitch, Eat Okra is an app that locates Black-owned restaurants across mm-hmm. the country. Okay. And in, in, in all, all across the United States? Sorry, across the United States. Okay. Soon to be the country. Okay, got you. Um, so what, what, what started this idea? What was the precipice of it? Well, my wife had, now, now my wife, uh, we got married about a year and a half ago. Okay. But um, she had just moved into Brooklyn in 2016. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's from the Bronx. So she knew she knew a lot of places out there, but she knew nothing about Brooklyn. And I I was from, I'm from upstate New York. Okay. In the Hudson Valley. So I knew nothing about Brooklyn. So, you know, we were at her, her new home in Brooklyn. And so we decided like, you know, we wanted to, you know, you know, learn about the neighborhood and we wanted to support, especially support the black owned businesses, since Brooklyn is a heavily gentrified area. Yeah. So, you know, we got, we went to the internet, started searching around, Googling, you know, doing all that. And we found some articles. We found, you know, there's a good amount of resources out there to find the black owned spaces. But, you know, I was a, I just had finished college um, in 2014 with a computer science degree. Mm -hmm. And I'd been working as a software developer for a while. And as like a stretch goal, I really wanted to build an app. Okay. So my wife was like, you know, this would be a great a great, you know, a great project for you to do. And so, you know, we talked about it and, you know, we're like, yeah, I think we could do this. And then, you know, we conceptualized it, you know, in our living room floor with no, no furniture yet, (laughs) you know, just had a desk and some internet and, um, you know, the rest came later, but, you know, we started building it. And in the spring of 20, 2016 spring, we we got our first, first mock-up version, you know, MVP Uh done. And then a year later, we got the got a, a not a, well a few months later, we we reskinned the app, made it looking a lot nicer, uh-huh. same same uh, features, and then you know we put out another version of it, and then people are starting to like. We got about we had about three hundred downloads our first year. Okay, that's that's modest. You know, very modest. You know, with, you know, all this is bootstrap. You know, we didn't go to anybody for money. It, it was just like a you know a project, a side project. Okay. It really, it's like you know, people are still starting to understand it and, and support it. So all I can hear is my audience saying, "So how the hell did this guy know how to like code or write this? So what's your background? So like, what what's your background in 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 knowing how to build an app? Um, not much. As far as apps, I don't know much. I'm a web developer. Okay, so you make like I'll, websites and backends. For yeah, websites. yeah. So for my company, I build one site, and we do a lot of um, we do work construction company applications so we, we manage we do like a project management application so there's a lot of things that i could take from my job and use it on the app i just had never built a mobile app before got you and so, you just took the adventure on of trying it so it took you almost a year just to get the coding and everything done correct yeah wow and then, then the skin part of it came another six months later to make like the, the the ui the UX. Yeah, UX, UI yeah, to look yeah, really nice. Yeah. We, we had another friend who does that. And uh, once I had built out a working model, I went to him and he was like, yo, I'm, I'm down. Let's let's get this done. And he, he went in there and killed it with the design. So how do you how do you source all the restaurants? How do you know? How did you get all the information for all the restaurants to put in there? Did you have to manually call every restaurant or are you just pulling what's off the Internet? 
Um, a little of both. We do a little bit of calling. There's a little bit of people we know or, or secondhand knowledge of people we know. Um, and then, you know, there's articles. Usually, you know, there's a face with the article. Okay. Ones that we found. So it was, it was you know, you could do it by that. So it's just a bunch of different ways that we've been able to do it. Got you. So in this process, how do you balance having a full-time, because you still were working a full-time job as a web developer and developing an app. How do you balance that? Like that? Are you coming home and burning the midnight oil? Like, how did you balance that? Yeah, I'm, I'm really burning the midnight oil. Um, yeah, I'm a new, a new husband and a new father now. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. So, I mean, I just, I try to um, get up at, I was in the military, so okay. I, I kind of had this thing where I get up early anyway. So yeah. I get up at 5.30 every morning. Okay. Code for like an hour and a half, two hours. Okay. And do my other home chores, go to work. And then I come home, relax for a few more hours, and then I try to code again from about at about nine thirty, ten o'clock. Uh-huh. I code again for another few hours, and if I'm extremely motivated, I'll go until like one one thirty, or you know, I'll stop at eleven. It all depends on like how I'm feeling. Okay, the baby doesn't like interrupt all of this because I have three kids, and I know it's a it's a lot sometimes. Oh, the baby actually sleeps really well right now. Wow. Um, seven months. So she, she lets me, um, you know, she, she's, we put her down around seven thirty or eight and she's pretty good for the rest of the night. Yeah, and she's good until 5am. So wow. I wake up at five, feed her, you know, change her, get mm. her back sleeping, taking another little nap. And then I try to like book it to the computer so I can do some more work. Got you. No. So then when it officially launched, you said you had 300 downloads. Then, like, you started picking up steam. So wh- where is it at now? This is, what, year three, year four? Yeah, going on year four. So uh-huh. it was first year was um, 300, which went to 3,000. Wow. And then it was, like, 6,000. Uh, no, sorry, 3,000, and it went to 12,000 Wow. last year. And then this year, so... All of up until last year, we had 20,000 downloads. Wow. Up to January of this year. Uh-huh. And then this year, we've had 30,000 downloads. So right now, so we're at 50,000 total. So we, we've more than doubled what we did last year. Wow. Actually, the last two years combined. Got you. So how has the restaurant owners, how have they been responding to it? Are they motivated, excited by it? What's the, what's the response on their side? Yeah, now that, you know, we, we kind of like trended during uh, Black History Month, the tail end of Black History Month. And now the restaurants are like coming out of the woodworks, like, you know, like, oh, we, <laughs> please add us to your site and, you know, things like that. You know, some of them, the ones that we spoke to were really supportive in the beginning, but, you know, some of them didn't get it or understand it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I knew that, you know, with new apps, especially it, the, it's, you know, their apps saturated and businesses are always trying to come at them. So yeah. I knew I didn't really want to approach the business owners until we had momentum and like momentum base. and we had like people actually using the app and like excited about it and there's energy behind it. So now we have that. We have a lot of, you know, a lot of daily users. We have like, you know, a thousand downloads a week, wow. you know, you know, we're getting a lot of traction and, you know, there's like definitely a benefit to our owners now and they can see it. It's in the comments, it's in the um, reviews, you know, 
Got you. So you took this slow approach knowing that you were going to take your time to try to technically build it, or is it just because you were bootstrapping that you had to take your time? Uh, both. Both. You know, we, we're bootstrapping, so and I don't want to pay any money on anything, yeah. any additional services. So I try to build everything and not try to, um, you know, buy into, like, services, especially yeah. if it's something that I think I could do. Got you. Pretty, pretty um, you know, efficiently or at least somewhat what, you know, they have. Um, so, um, yeah, I think that's where we were. So going for, so where do you see it now? What's the future of it? Do you, is the play in this to like one day get like a grub hub to buy you guys out? Is the goal to eventually start making it an enterprise thing where there's some, there's some sort of back end to it? What what's the future of it look like? Cause right now it's just a service and it seems like it's doing a good sustainable job to help people. But where is the business behind this? I guess I'm speaking like an investor, but what's the business behind it? Right. Um, so we're still like um, fine tuning our business model, but ultimately, you know, I'm not sure if we want to get bought out or, you know, I just want to run this thing for a while. Um, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning toward just running it for a while. I set it up to be bought out. If okay. we ever, you know, I did all the incorporation correctly in case we do want to go that route of investors. Uh-huh. But uh, right now we, we just want to keep it ourselves and really build it, get employees. Gotcha. And, uh, um, you know, we have, there's a bunch of different ways I think we can make money on the app. And, you know, we just want to just, just work it as long as we can. And Unless, you know, an amazing offer came. And, of course, you know, gotcha. we can that. Yeah. Um, so you play the, the web, the, the development side, the coding side. Um, you got somebody else to do the UI, UX. What does your wife play or how does she play a role in this? Yeah, my wife, she, she handles a lot of the data. She interfaces a lot with the business owners now. Okay. Um, and um, we she's managing some other people that help out the app as well. Gotcha. And, and she does, you know, handles like you know the, our emails, and she handles um, marketing. Gotcha. So the marketing and all the customer service and the business side of it. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Jump in here real quick. Take a little quick break from the podcast, guys. H for Hustle has a Facebook group. It's called the H for Hustle Army. H for Hustle Army. I want everyone who's listening to this, if you have a Facebook page, head over to um, the H for Hustle Army um, Facebook group. Really wanted to like make sure that all the listeners um, who are entrepreneurs, side hustlers, entrepreneurs, that, that they actually have a place and a resource that we can actually speak to each other, share resources, give information, you know, take it not just from listening to a podcast, but also having the community behind you. So head over there now, H for Hustle Army, um, join the Facebook group. And let's get back to the episode. So how do you manage that? You know, you have new baby, <laughs> you have a wife, and you have a, a company that's a, a good app that's kind of growing rapidly, pretty rapidly. So how are you managing all of that? How are you guys maintaining all of that? It's tough, man. It's it's super tough, and it, and it takes a special somebody person to like main kind of keep see it through. You know? Yeah. You know, it's not an overnight success thing for us. You know, we never saw it that way. But, you know, we take our time with it. We don't try to stress out over it either. Got you. You know, there's some days we just can't work. We have, you know, other things to do. We have we have, we have our daily lives that we have to do. And, um, you know, one day the app will be our full-time job. But for right now, you just have to manage as best as you yeah, possibly can. Yeah, right now we just manage it. We manage the emails, you know, try to keep people happy. 
um, you know, still understanding like our lane and our path and our, and our, you know, figuring out our voice as a company. Uh huh. And yeah, just one day at a time, really. Got you. So is it just, is it minority business owners or specifically black owned businesses? We are specifically black owned businesses. Got you. Do you think you'll ever open up to like minority owned, like other minorities in the sense, or just you're going to make it specifically that? No, it's just, um, it'd be hard to change it now because people are vested in like black owned owned, businesses, you know, um, but we could always, you know, keep building. Got you. Now, I, this, the name struck out to me. What, what's, what is Eat Ochre? Why was it named that? So originally we wanted to call it like BK Noir. Okay. And, um, cause we were just going to do Brooklyn. Okay. And then I, you know, we're thinking like, you know, well, what if we are in the Bronx? Like BK Noir just doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Not at like, all. Then they're like, oh, well, what about all of New York? And then it's like, well, what if we're traveling to see your family in Charlotte, North Carolina? So now we're on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. So it just kept building and building. So we needed a new name. And our friend, uh, Justin Johnson, who who's also our designer, um, he did the logo. And he took, an e- o- he took a okra plant, you yeah. know, and cut it in half. And... That's what it looks like. Our logo looks like an okra seed. Yeah, with the seed. Yeah, with the seeds in the inside. Mm-hmm. With the seed. And, you know, the okra was a plant that was brought over during the slave trade. So, you know, it kind of had like a meaning to it. And then we just put eat in front of it. And it was just like eat okra. And that just... Got to say, that was just the name. It feels good. You know, it sounds good. It's, it, it's on trend with like the other names of apps and stuff like that, especially yeah. food apps. And... You know, so we went with that. Got you. So that's so super interesting because I grew up, I'm, I'm Jamaican, so I grew up eating okras like in steamed fish or in some, so I was just like, why the name specifically? I thought it was something tied to like a specific dish that you guys love or something like that. No, you know, we, we don't, I didn't grow up eating okra. I don't okay. think any of us did. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just a random name that just kind of came about. But hey, it's that's how it all happens. No one knows what an Uber really is, right? So it doesn't really matter. Exactly. You know? All right. So there's, you know, there are people who listen to this. They're, you know, they're on the sidelines. They're, they're, they're dying a slow death behind a cubicle. They want to do something um, or they want to get into the tech field. How would you recommend them to make that leap or do what you're doing, kind of work, work both things? Um, so like somebody that's not in the tech field, they're, they're, maybe they are, maybe they're not. They're just in a, they're dying a slow death behind a cubicle and they want to change and they want to make a decision on going somewhere. What advice would you give them? In the, in the tech world, it's, you, it's definitely like experience mm-hmm. and you definitely want to put a lot of hours into it. You know, it, it's something you have to give a lot of hours to in the, in the, in the front end yeah. to, to give a little bit on the back end. But, you know, to get over that hump, you just got to like see a lot of things you're going to fail a lot for very, for very minuscule things that matter. Yeah. Um, we call that syntax. Um, definitely, if you want to make an app or something like that and you want to code, like really put the time in. Either definitely you have to do at least like five days a week. Wow. Either either as like a full-time thing or, you know, it's, it's got to be a set schedule. It can't be I'm on for three days and then off for a week. It's got to be very consistent. You got to keep training that muscle. 
in yeah. your brain to just keep going and, and start really understanding like a programmer, you know, with logic. Yeah. You know, read books, watch, watch videos. Like I went to a coding school after college. Yeah. Um, as a computer science grad. But um, a coding schools, I think, are great if somebody just want to get into the tech world, the tech space. Yeah. You know, it's it's they're going to throw it at you six days, five days a week, and you're, you're still working seven days a week, you know, because you, you got to learn it. And usually you're pretty excited about it when you have a cohort you're working with. You're, yeah. you know, you're bouncing things off each other, figuring things out, getting these aha moments and stuff. And yeah, you just you just got to put in the hours. It's really a thing that once you put the hours in, you'll 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 benefit off it. You know, it'll show. Gotcha. Um, so, do you at some point plan on taking investment to like you know elevate where you are? You guys are right now. Or do you plan on like start pitching it to investors at some point? Yeah, I think eventually. But first, we want to exhaust you know all the other options. Like try to get free money first. You know. Yeah friends and family round and then keep doing it like that. I mean, we're blessed because, you know, I'm the developer and I'm able to do most of the things that we need to do. Yeah. Most of the things that really cost a lot of money and especially in the startup tech app. And um, so we don't need a lot of money to really get to where we need to do. You know, our money is really just getting the app in front of people. Got you. The PR, the press, the marketing. Yeah, we just, yep. That's, that's the story. where most of our money right now would go towards because, you know, I, I can do the, the, the development stuff. Got right you. Now. So how far across the, the country have you guys gone where my brother's in San Diego, he, you know, he's like in a, in a very specific part of the, uh, San Diego and he's always looking for more and more Black-owned restaurants. And like, are you guys over in the West Coast already? Are you... How, how far yeah, no, we, have a, we have a lot of restaurants in uh, Seattle. We have a good amount in uh, Oakland, San Francisco, okay. in the Bay. We got some like a, I think our second biggest population of users is in Los Angeles. Oh wow! Okay. And then we have some stuff down in San Diego as well. Got you, got you. And 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 our companies now, as soon as they start, as soon as they're opening up, they want to get on the app as fast as possible. Yeah, there's some of us. Yeah, some like yo, I'm opening up in May. You know, keep an eye out for us. You know, gotcha. Put you on there as a database. This is awesome. I mean, even something like Open Table, like all the other apps, they don't segment out to like black owned or owned by company owner. And I think you guys have a very specific like market, and that's it's super dope. Um, it's like niche, niche, and I really love it because of that. Yeah, that's I mean, that's where we wanted to be. Just very niche. You know, people right now are very um, attuned to where their money is going. Mm-hmm. You know, very like people are very um deliberate word? with their money yeah like very deliberate about where they're spending money who owns it you know is it corporate am i eating is it vegan you know is it you know is it farm to table grown? Yeah. you know yeah it's like this is very important you know because it's our bodies and you know for a long time we were lied to about our food yeah you know what was really good when I first saw the um, when I heard you guys on Tech Bites and it made me think of Killer Mike show that he had on Netflix and yeah. he was like trying to live in Atlanta like just buying everything black going to black owned restaurants um, and it was like well it's a black owned restaurant but is it, does it come from a black owned farm and you know you start realizing that it, we only go 
maybe one to two other sources then it's not black owned anymore yeah. um, and that was like super interesting so when i saw this i was like oh this is perfect because it's showing people is black owned restaurant is coming coming from black people and it's your money is going by directly to that person yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it stays in the community all right um so I'm going to play a weird association with you before we get out of here. I'm going to say a word. You tell me the first thing that pops into your head about it, all right? Interesting. Okay. All right, cool. Um, so the first word is eat. Okra. <laughs> um, hustle. Oh, wow. I don't know why I think hustle and flow. Okay. <laughs> um, code, coding. Boot camp. <laughs> okay. Um, hustle is greater than. Hustle is greater than. Like free. I think free, like, like being giving something, you know, you're hustling to work for something versus something being given, like, to, you. given to you. Like you're not having to work for it. Got you. Um, uh, that's all I have. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so if people want to download the app, they have an Android, they have an iPhone, where can they download it and, and what should they expect on an app? Yeah, so um, just you know, go to your app store and, and type in Eat Okra, E-A-T-O-R-K-A. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we should pop up in the search, you know, just hit enter and, and download. Got you. And then from there, if there's somebody on this, they're listening, they're a restaurant owner, they're black owned, how do they get in contact with you to get on the app? And we, we, you can reach us anyway through a website in the app, especially is probably the easiest. There's a okay. form in one of the, uh, in the far right tab at the top. It says, you know, add new lead, a new mm-hmm. restaurant, click it, you know, fill out four fields, you know, the name, address, the website, if you have it. And uh, that's all we ask for. And we, and we do the rest of the work. Got you. Well, I know that I'm going to hear about you guys in the next five years when the Grubhub acquisition comes in. <laughs> um, so uh, hopefully you'll still take my calls then too. Uh, <laughs> We're the earliest ones. We got to always support. All right. Thank you. you. Remember everything. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Another illustrious episode in the can, guys, just like that. Anthony Edwards junior make sure you guys download that eat okra app make sure you guys support black owned restaurants black owned businesses after this podcast was over you know anthony and i spoke for another like 20 something minutes and you know we spoke about like the new add-ons that are being added to the app so they're going to add catering companies um food trucks black owned food trucks and you know it's the app is just growing and growing exponentially um you know right now it's it's slow burn but they're good this thing is going to be a very big business in a, in a very, 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 very short period of time. And I'm really excited for these guys. Um, make sure you download the app. Make sure you guys support. Before I sign off, H for Hustle Army is the Facebook group. Get over there. Get in the group. Start having conversations. There are people who are entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, side hustlers, nine to fivers who want to become um, side hustlers or full time entrepreneurs. Get over there. It's just a resource. You guys can share information. Please get over there. H for Hustle Army. Because remember, H for Hustle is the army. Better yet, the navy. I'm really showing my age with that cash money reference. Guys, that's all I have. I have nothing else to add. 
all of the descriptions, all of the links to everything that we spoke about in this podcast is in the description. Check out the description if you want the e Ochre app or anything else. That's all I got, guys. Peace. Boom. Boom.